you know, sometimes I get discouraged uh, about what's going on in the culture, and I look especially at the younger generation, and I wonder, you know, we have a lot of criticism of them for social media, for their lack of being able to interact socially, for their lack of knowledge because of their poor teaching. Uh, There's a lot of reason for the lack of understanding of our history, and fill in the blanks, you fill in the blanks. But uh, I'm going to interview two younger people. They're not college. They're older than college. But, oh, my goodness, have they ever accomplished a lot. They actually uh, both worked together on the movie The Plot Against the President, which came out in 2020. It was about uh, featuring Devin Nunes and his discovery in the basement of the Capitol and um, Cash Patel. It's an, It was a great movie, and you're going to hear about it. So Amanda Milius is the daughter of a famous film producer, uh, who you're going to hear it. I will, when I introduce her, we'll f- put some uh, flesh on the bones of what he's produced, but it's pretty amazing uh, that she became a conservative. So you're going to hear about that. And then uh, and then we're going to introduce the, the guy that worked with her, Daniel Bostick, and I'll do that in a little later segment in the show. Uh, but uh, before we get to that, we are sponsored by preborn.com. Uh, Preborn does provide ultrasounds for women who are in a pregnancy that they're not sure uh, they want to have. They're not sure they want to keep that baby. And the ultrasound provides a way for them to see the baby for the first time. And so that's what we talk about mostly because that's what they do. But they also offer pregnant women financial and material assistance, and they counsel them. They counsel them on adoption, pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, parenting classes. And also they are an absolute Christian ministry where they tell these girls and their husbands or boyfriends or whoever's ear they can get about the redemptive power of Jesus Christ, uh, the forgiveness and all of that. And so they minister to the women, not only their physical needs, but also the spiritual. If you would like to help them, I'll go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. And if you'd like to contact us, you can do that by calling 662 621-2040, 8212040662821-2040 or you can write us at sandy at afr.net that's sandy at afr.net all right so uh, sit back you're good. this is going to be fun today sit back and relax and enjoy this edition of Sandy Rios 24/7 from American Family Radio Sandy Rios we are not called to be nice we are often called to be confrontational and here with me in DC it's Fox News contributor Sandy Rios I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness that we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. All right, this is Sandy Rios on Sandy Rios 24-7, and uh, sitting in front of me is Amanda Milius. I've interviewed Amanda on my morning show more than once. I just love interviewing her, and you'll find out why in a second. You will recognize her work because she directed The Plot Against the President. That was the movie, the subtitle is Examining the Evidence of Conspiracy Uncovered by Devin Nunez to Sabotage Donald Trump. We'll talk about that in a second, but that's who, that's how you know her. Uh, but Amanda, interestingly enough, she's the daughter of John Milius, who is a 
famous Hollywood producer. He did Apocalypse Now, Dirty Harry, Conan the Barbarian. I told you, Amanda, my former husband took me to Conan on my wedding anniversary. It was lovely. It was a real nice evening. I'm kidding. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think that's really an anniversary movie. No, no, I don't think it was an anniversary movie. But anyway, just a memory. Uh, But um, So it's really nice to see you, Amanda. Nice to see you. I'm curious, and maybe you don't want to say, but are you still based on the West Coast? Um, Actually, no, I never went back to the West Coast. I mean, I go back for meetings and to see my parents, but um, I still live in Washington. I mean, the Washington, D.C. area. I don't live in D.C. Thankfully, I live in Virginia, so it's a red state. Um, but yes, um, I, yeah, so we've been here for a while. The company's been based out of here. Um, but we are soon to go to Dallas, Texas, which oh. is even redder, um, which will be really nice. So we're very excited about that. Yeah, Virginia is struggling to stay red, you know. But it is red. It is, it is red. Boy. And we have a good governor who does a lot of really good things. He just doesn't do press conferences about them. This was our home for a long time, Virginia. And we were proud to be Virginians. What a great history. But I agree. But the left likes Virginia too. They, you know, well, they, they like just, a, they, they, the swamp like leeches over into the yeah. Virginia territory. Oh, yes. That's all. They take over all the good spots. I was just talking to Bruce about that, whether it's Miami or Hawaii or what they just, they, they are places in on yeah. the East coast. They, they swallow them up and make them unlivable for the rest of us. But all right. Amanda, your movie was uh, came out in 2020, right before the 2020 election. Yep. And this I don't know. Now I've we, I've interviewed you, viewed you more than once about the movie. Akash Patel was in it, and I can't even remember the cast of characters, but it was really excellent. But my question is, what I don't recall is, did they deplatform you? Did you have trouble getting that movie out? We did at the beginning. They held it for longer than they've ever held. Amazon held the movie for longer than they've ever held um, a documentary, according to our uh, distributors. But then once it finally went up, because our my whole thing is, I don't make mistakes in how we put the movies out legally, Distribution-wise, the reason it's still the number one most viewed documentary on Amazon to this day uh, is because... No kidding. I'm sorry. Stop. Let that that sink in. Yeah. The number one viewed documentary? Yes. On Amazon? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... The New York Times isn't going to come writing a, you know, glass-stealing, shattering article about me. You know, I'm not waiting for... Yeah, no. Vanity Fair to beat down my door. Although Vanity Fair has actually been rather nice to me. Um, really? Yeah. Well, look out. Watch it. Watch your back. I know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that went. So, I mean, it, it's still relevant because I think it it tells us the blueprint of a operation. It tells us the blueprint of Ukraine gate, of COVID gate, of everything that they threw at Donald Trump. Of the twenty, I mean, it shows you how the press and the deep state work together. So it's still relevant, and a lot of people have actually told me that they show it to like their, um, you know, I showed it to my left wing girlfriend, or I showed it to my parents, or somebody who maybe is on the fence, and it really opened their eyes up. Of you know, oh wow, I've been lied to about this thing for X many years. What else am I being lied to about? So it's still useful in that way. I'm just curious to know. It seems doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago, 2020, yeah. and yet it's just ever present all the time. Whether it's the election fraud and all of it, but um, the election, whatever you want to call it, I call it fraud. Yeah, same. Uh, but so much has come out since then. 
like Devin Nunez's discovery in the basement, you know, he was called over to the Capitol and had the press conference. I'll never forget that. When no, the, it was the most amazing uh, moment. This trove of information that he couldn't speak about. But he, but said he came it was, out there and he was by himself. Yes. It's such an important moment in history. And he, he Remember, his face was mm-hmm. like white. Yeah. It's like what he had seen was so shocking to him. And that was... The beginning of our understanding of how that's bad why we were. we start the movie and end the movie with that moment. I don't remember that, but oh, because I re- you gain an understanding of how much courage it yeah. took to do that through the movie. Yeah. yeah, it gives me actually chills to remember that. Yeah, and so but since then, so many stunning revelations have come out. Yeah, and um, we so, haven't been proven wrong. No, no, you definitely not. And so I'm just wondering. What do you think is the most stunning to you? Knowing what you know, having done all the research for that movie, what new revelation this last three years now uh, has come out that really shocked you? Um, Well, a lot of it is in the Twitter files, I think, um, with the fact that the... I worked at State, so I knew that the government was working with... um, I mean, this is not a secret, that the government's working with big tech. They call it, you know, public-private... Partnerships. They have a cute name for it. Um, if they have a cute name for it, it must be legal. Um, so uh, they've been doing that for a long time. But the extent to which they directed what should be allowed to be talked about, we're just getting, you know, the COVID version of that, the, um, uh, the Biden uh, laptop version of that. We still haven't even gotten to the bottom of what was and wasn't allowed to be said about Russiagate. That we that that was before we even really knew what we were looking at. Um, so that's really been interesting. Matt Taibbi's done a lot of awesome work on that. Um, that was shocking. And the other shocking thing is just that no one's been held accountable. So why would they stop? That's the thing. Is I mean, this is what drives me nuts with Republicans. Is it's like, uh, you know, if this happens to the left. They would never stop the the show trials and the endless prosecutions. And, you know, the, the process is the punishment. That's what they do to our people. We need to be doing that back. I'm done playing fair. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Well, and as you well know, it's called law fair. Law They fair. will bankrupt you yes. through attorneys, put your life on hold, and make you so miserable having to re- you know turn over email and documents. And mm-hmm. that's how they punish you. And they have endless pockets. It's, it's horrible what they're doing. Uh, you know, I would just want to tell you about one moment that um, when in 2016, I was still living here. Uh, and, of course, watching everything because I was doing live radio every day. Um, everything and watching the news, taking everything in. And I will never forget watching television. Just It was in the afternoon. Jay Johnson, who was the, the yes. Department of Homeland Security director under, um, under Obama, yeah. made a statement. And he said... Um, he was talking about what they might do with it for election security. I remember might, this. And he said, and we, we, we might, might have to federalize. Be, we might have to bring in the, yeah. Yes, and I believe he said, not only federalize it, which shot, I was like, what? What, what is he yeah. talking about? But we might, there might be Russian interference. Uh-huh. They were, was they were very, loading it and up. And I remember going, what? 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 I know this is, this That's is a signal. They have this the poles. Are, he's got something. Yeah. This, they're planting the real poles. a seed. They're planting a seed. Oh, yeah. That seed do. was planted uh, and sold around um, well before the actual election. They were just holding it to see if yeah. we'd actually yeah. win. And the reason that the Trump movement was able to win is because it happened so fast. Yes. And it was so big and overwhelming that they couldn't do what they did in 2020, 2022. Um, where, of course, they prepared, and we didn't, because we don't. 
um, and they just couldn't beat the wave. It's like the Tea Party. It, there's always a splinter to the Republican Uni Party, right? There's always this splinter group that's like, hey, I'm not being represented here. And the way that they usually kill it is by doing what they do with elections and then um, buying people off with money, right? Like, um, And that's what they're trying to do to the America First movement. And I hope it doesn't work. I hope it keeps going. And I hope we still have candidates that are, that are standing up for this. But look at what happened in 2022. I mean, a lot of these guys lost because Mitch McConnell and his uh, relationship with Ronna McDaniel would not fund the America First candidate, and if anything, was funding the opposite. So did Kevin McCarthy. Right. The, right. I mean, funneling same. money to yeah. a pack, working against conservatives. Uh, yeah. And then we have I'm the great sad. Carrie Lake, who's who's speaking today, who's phenomenal. Yes. And she's, thank God, fighting it all the way to yeah. the end. Like by herself. Yeah, well, by herself. In terms of leadership. Yeah, really? She's got like, lots of people helping her. But. And Rana's referring to her as a bad candidate. Oh, There's been nobody with that star power since uh, Donald Trump. I know. And, uh, yeah, so... Don't get. I agree with you, Amanda, on all of that. There are so many different things that you can make a movie about, and you were so good. Um, Thank you. I'm wondering, you know, what's in what's in the queue? What are you thinking about? Well, what I want to do mainly is ensure that we can basically make a factory to make a bunch of different topics that are of that quality and caliber. So that's why we're taking this company, um, you know, A, to Texas, and we're doing it in such a way where we're not just making one movie and then making the next movie and then making the next one. Because, like, all every human only has, like, ten movies in them. I mean, this is Quentin Tarantino's best line. It's like, every director really only has ten movies in them. I want oh. I want many many many. So it's like I'm more interested in producing than directing. So I'll direct a few, but what I really want is to be able to like up the caliber of the up and coming directors on our side and make more and more and more of these docs. I want to move where we've got three uh, I mean four scripteds um, sitting on the table and we're ready to move into those. And so that's that's where we want to be. Um, the docs that we're de- that we've been there's two that we're working on soonest that I can't talk about, but the, okay. but there are two that are coming down the pike after that that um, are are definitely ones that um, you know we've got a China one uh, upcoming where we're going to de- definitely be working with Lee Smith again. Oh, cool! Because that's an awesome partnership. Excellent. Yes, I mean the great Lee Smith who wrote yeah. Plot Against the President, and um, you know we've got the McAfee tapes, we've got the No Domain, the book about. Uh, the interviews with uh, John McAfee and uh, Mark Eglinton um, and several others that are like, uh, for me, I'm not, because a lot of people are like, why don't you do Plot Against the President too about what's happening right now? And I'm like, it hasn't stopped. I can't. I want to go backwards and look at how this all began. Because the, this this corrupt state around us did not come from nowhere. This was built and designed on purpose. And a lot of Americans don't know that. If it was built and designed on purpose, we can unbuild it. Yeah, well, I part of it is just um, speaking up right now while we still can't. Doing something right now, that's what I say every day. <laughs> Stand up, speak up, say something, do something. Because when we all acquiesce like we did, like most people did during COVID, like sheep, oh my God. then we're yeah. in trouble. We're no, in trouble. we can never let yeah, that happen do again. That. And we have to hold our elected officials to the fire and make them um, reign in the security state or else nothing else matters. Right. Like no, I have my pet issues. My pet issues are immigration, um, international, like, you know, I don't like us being entwined in international affairs the way that we are. Um, things like that, but none of that matters until we get the security state reined in. 
Amanda, one of my big passions is January the 6th. Um, Same. January 6th. I just... I, I, and there's a lot of movies. Of course, I've seen a lot of the footage. I'm sure you have, too. There's a lot of raw footage now. I and mean, there's more now that they've released the 1,000 hours. But I am just thirsting for a really fine, well-made... I'll just drop that. I bet you... I mean, okay. I'll drop that little thing into the Into, into the, the mix. Ear. I'm okay. sure that's it. Yeah. But you know that. Well, sharing the stage with Julie Kelly was very inspiring today. Oh, she is. She's yes. a hero. Yeah, she is a hero. In fact, she's going to be on in just a second. Right. Yeah. No, Julie is a. She's she's a great, just a great resource. And plus, all the the guys that are, there are a lot of J Sixers here at the. Yeah. We are at CPAC 2023. I didn't say that in this conversation. Uh, but have you heard their stories, Amanda, or interviewed any of them? I haven't interviewed any of them personally, but I've been following it really closely. And a lot of my friends have been um, sort of caught up in the periphery of it yeah. and accused of things that they didn't do. And it's absolutely horrific. It's the exact, it's everything that we warned about. I mean, this is what a government off the chain, out of the um, out of the reins of the people looks like. They can just, they can punish, they can make up a crime, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. They can make up a crime and punish anybody. And right now, we're sitting in the nation's capital and there is a fully functioning gulag in our nation's capital. Like, I don't know how much worse it's no, gonna I get. I know, you dread coming here. This used to be, we used to, of course, live here. We loved it. My husband and I rode our bikes all around the monuments. We, you know, I lived here for years. Uh, but now they've made it, they have made it like a, a an enemy territory mm-hmm. for those of us that actually love our country. Oh yeah, I never cross the river. <laughs> Amanda, I have one last question for you. This sounds, but you grew up in at least the Hollywood, not Hollywood proper, but that area. That was your life, I think. Yeah. Uh, and your father was a famous film producer. I'm sure there was just a lot of privilege and excitement. California is such a beautiful, incredible state. Do you miss in any way? No. That part of your life. <laughs> no. It was not beautiful and exciting. It was dark. And it was, um, I'm pretty convinced Los Angeles is built on a portal to hell. Um, <laughs> I think all of the worst, most psychopathic, narcissistic people from all over the world come there to pursue a career in this bizarre world called Hollywood. And so that's who's there. The natives, those of us that happen to accidentally be born there and just grow up there, I think the sane ones try to get out and as far away as possible. I just went to the other side of, uh, I went from the frying pan into the fire and picked the wrong uh, city as far as getting away from the crazy people. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you just chose another thing that's really close to the pit of hell, but yes. you're trying, you actually can do something here. I thought, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I try, you know. <laughs> no, you've done wonderful things, and I'm sure that your dad... It just probably marvels at what you've accomplished. and He's you know. happy. He's yeah, happy yeah, with yeah. it. Amanda, it's wonderful to talk to you. You too. And we'll have to do this again, okay? Absolutely. Amanda Milius. And if you haven't seen it, The Plot Against the President, as she Amazon, said, it's on Amazon. iTunes, YouTube. It's on everything. You can't miss it. And it's just wonderful. So good to watch. Okay. Thank Thank you, Amanda. You You see why I like to interview Amanda Milius. She's just so much fun. She's got so much energy. She's smart and she's very cogent, you know, the way she strings thoughts together. And so she's just delightful. And I think you'll be hearing from her again through me and other places too. But coming up next is her partner in crime, uh, Daniel Bostick. And you remember the Stop the Steal rally at the Capitol on J6? Well, many people went under the banner or stopped the steal. Well, this young guy was the guy who started that movement. And um, he was there on January 6th, and he has filed a countersuit against a media company that's tried to destroy him because of his presence there. It's a pretty interesting story. I think you will in, 
enjoy it. And by the way, if you are enjoying the show, you can let us know by calling 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. Or you can write us at sandy at afr.net, sandy at afr.net. You can get in touch with us on the social media platforms. And you can find us, of course, at afr.net. That's home base are all the podcast platforms. So um, I hope you'll, I, I know you enjoyed Amanda. I just know you did. And you're going to love listening to Daniel too. So uh, relax. Here's Daniel Bostick. All right, Sandy Rios again. Here we are, uh, Sandy Rios 24-7. Daniel Bostick uh, is a name that I know and I've met him before, but I didn't know what a story he has. He's sitting in front of me. He is he's the producer of the movie, The Plot Against the President. Amanda Milius was with us. Uh, in a separate podcast, but now Daniel joins us because he worked with her. Worked with her. He is the producer of that movie, and again, that's the number one downloaded uh, uh, documentary on net, on Amazon. Amazon. Amazon yeah, yeah, I mean that's amazing. Yeah. And Dan, you're so young. How did you do that? Seriously, <laughs> um, what's your background that you were able to pull that? Um, actually, such a good movie. Yeah, off? I actually uh, worked in entertainment for a while. I was a model and did the acting thing. And um, you know, Amanda and I were able to bond over our. You know, we were both traumatized by Hollywood. So, <laughs> okay. Um, and there's very few people I think on the right that you know come from that sort of entertainment right. background. And um, and so when we maybe met, maybe was, on one hand you could count them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, instant best friend. So it was great, yeah. Well, all right, so when you got into producing that, were you a conservative politically then? Yes, yeah, so I've actually worked in politics, uh, oh my goodness, going back quite a while. I was a staffer for Tim Scott back when he was in Congress. Oh, no kidding. Um, yeah, and I, uh, and you know, my, my father was politically active, and I, I just sort of did a lot of activism kind of work. And then, you know, in the Trump years, um, things obviously started ratcheting up on all of us. And then it became clear that I would probably never work in entertainment again. <laughs> um, and yes, so, well. you know, I had done some uh, activism stuff with probably stuff that your um, audience would know, like with Covington Catholic. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. And Nick, um, uh, Nick Sandman. Nick Sandman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what do you mean some work? Did you help cover it? What did I, you hel- I did pro bono um, sort of like media, helping uh, doing media consulting for uh, the families and, you know, talk to parents and kids and just uh, help them try and piece together their lives until the lawyers eventually stepped in. And, of course, we all know how that turned out. So. Yeah, we really well. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm so happy about that. Anyway, I hope they use that money well. Yeah. But, Daniel, you're, there's... I don't know what the connection is, so we're going to talk on the air. We're going to discover on the air. Uh, I know that you have some connection with J6, but I have no idea what it is. Yeah, tell me. So actually, Please, the, tell well, me. The, the funnier, I think, story is probably the connection I don't have with J6. Oh, um, <laughs> I helped start, and a lot of people don't know this, but Stop the Steal, um, which is probably a movement that most of your audience will be familiar with, um, was actually started back in 2018 um, in Broward County, Florida. Um, Florida had had a general election, and uh, I had done some political work, and you know I was fairly well connected in the space. And then um, Ali Alexander uh, was a friend of mine, and we were actually doing a live stream uh, from Texas. And our phones started blowing up from consultants and activists on the ground in Florida, and they were telling us that you know this was I think actually like a week or two after the election, and they're telling us that the votes are still changing. And in 2018, 2018, the midterms, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, no, they, these people must be very confused because this is not how elections work, at least not in, you know that I'm used to, and um, 
we decided, you know what, uh, we didn't have any support. We didn't have like any real backing other than people on our Twitter profiles, essentially. And we were like, let's go see what's going on down in Florida. And we started getting like a lot of really concerned calls from um, Rick Scott's office and like different people that, you know, they were like the vote totals, they're changing, our gap is narrowing. And the story coming out of Broward County, you can see if you've heard this one before, um, was that they were finding um, sort of these massive troves of ballot boxes. There was one they found in a gym somewhere. There was one they found in the trunk of a car, um, state sealed ballot boxes, and they were, uh, they were counting them. Um, and it was, of course, they were, you know, somewhere like 80% Democrat initially. And so what we did was we said, you know, um, we want to go and we want to peacefully exercise our right to uh, oversee an election, essentially. And so what we did was we had a bunch of patriots on the ground outside of the election center there in Broward County, Florida. And what we found is that the vote, the, the margin between Democrat and Republican actually started changing. Um, you, were you we watching it? Were you? Did you get to see it with your own eyes? Yeah, no, so we, well, we had people stationed outside of the election office 24-7, and it was like something out of, like, Venezuela. There's, like, trucks coming at 3 in the morning, and they're unloading these ballot boxes. This is weeks after the election. And um, eventually, it started to get some coverage, and... Um, the, uh, and by the way, Brenda Snipes, I believe at that point, had actually previously been indicted for election fraud. And she was the election commissioner in Broward commissioner. County. Okay, yeah, 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 you're yeah. right. Yeah. And so um, we that was sort of the start of Stop the Seal, very grassroots. We're talking, you know, maybe 100, maybe 200 people. Um, and then in 2020, I had just put the movie out uh, with Amanda, and I thought... Um, I'm going to go and we're going to go watch the election results again in Texas. And um, we thought, you know, then we're going to go and have this nice vacation because everything's going to be great. And <laughs> that is not how things wound up. Um, but, you know, we, so Stop the Seal was rebooted for the 2020 election. I actually was like not that involved in it because I was helping the campaign with a case in Nevada. There was a very strong election fraud case out in Nevada. In 2018. This so is about 2020. 2020, yeah, I yeah. know. Then, yes, Matt Schlapp was in Nevada, actually. Yeah, I was with yes. Matt. I well, was with Matt. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of bunch of great people out there. I made a lot of great friends. But, um, yeah, no, so that was then Stop the Seal was rebooted then again in 2020. And I think probably most people sort of know the direction it took it in. And yeah. It, yeah. It, it was much bigger than 100 or 200 Okay. People. Okay. So, oh, my goodness. It's a movement, even yeah. now. I mean, it, it's amazing how... Uh, I don't even know what the polls are showing now. But the polls have to be showing that the American people just inherently, I don't care what party they're in, something's not right. Yeah, and they I, look at Joe Biden and they say, how could, how could a man, again, who campaigned in a basement, can't put string a sentence together, has to read a teleprompter, hobbles along, and a man who's drawing thousands and thousands of people all over and excited and enthused, how can that man in the basement who they can't even get people to come and see. They, it, it, how does that happen? That, To me, you don't need to talk about machines. You don't have to talk about uh, you know ballot boxes being brought in. You just say, that's not possible. That makes no sense. Yeah, and it's a, it's a weird, you know, I, I split my time between D.C. and um, Texas and uh, Charleston. And um, it's like, even in D.C., I run into so many Trump supporters. And, and I'm like, where are the Biden voters in D.C.? Like, they're supposed to be, you know, everywhere. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, 2020 was unlike anything that we had ever seen before. But I think that 
you know, we recognized the playbook from back in 2018. It was a very similar playbook of, like, you know, they were finding things that, um, that you know, they were alleging all this sort of wave of first-time voters. And we just wanted, you know, oversight. It was really all we wanted. So when, when that happened in 2020, what, you know, were you in a position to do anything and say, hey, this is what happened in 2018, were you able to connect the dots publicly for people? Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, they the team over at Stop the Steel ran a, a great operation, to be honest, um, in 2020. And, you know, they had, I attended a couple of the protests and I was featured a couple of them. But um, my work was primarily focused in Nevada. But, you know, Stop the Steel had for months protests uh, every weekend in every all 50 state capitals in the U.S., all peaceful. Um, except that there was a couple instances of Antifa violence, but other than that, they were by and large, you know, very peaceful. Um, and uh, you know, then January sixth happened. So. Daniel, were you, were you, uh, did you think about going on January sixth? Did you think about? My husband and I were yeah. planning on coming, and we couldn't because he had an injury. But um, we would have been here. We yeah, would have been here. I actually wasn't going to go um, because I had just been. <laughs> running all over the country over the election I was pretty burned out um, but then I sort of got convicted because I there were some family members of mine that called me and they're like we're gonna go to Stop the Steel rally in DC and I was like oh no I have no excuse and you know this that's what Stop the Steel was it was people taking off work it was moms and dads it was a lot of young people um, just like taking off work using their own time using their own resources there was no big money in the organization there was no one none of us were getting paid that's for sure um and you know that in january 6th was sort of the pinnacle of that but i did um decide to go i wasn't there on the fifth um i went to trump's speech at the ellipse on the sixth um and then uh, I walked from there to behind the Capitol um, where the media was. So I was like hundreds of feet away from the Capitol and sort of saw I, I've done a lot of political events and I, I felt the energy wasn't great. Um, and I was live streaming at the time and I shut it down. And then I walked back to my hotel. And little did I know um, that was all they needed was uh, me doing a live stream hundreds of feet away from the Capitol about what was happening. So did you get visited by the FBI or arrested? Um, or the what? FBI did make contact. Um, and, you know, they I, I didn't get arrested. I don't doubt that they would have loved to have done that. I just didn't do anything. Even by their ridiculous standards, I didn't do anything. Um, that, however, did not mean that the media was done with me. Um, but I think in a lot of these things, the process is the punishment, right? Absolutely. And I, know I saw you had Julie on, and Julie's just an incredible person. But, um, you know, that's what they want to do is they want to put people through the process. And if they can't get you through the law, they'll get you through the media, and they'll drag your name in the mud, and they'll make all these ridiculous accusations. And Cost you lots of money, ruin your business. And those stick with you for the your rest marriage. of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I... Um, finally decided after looking weighing all my options and I filed a 15 million dollar lawsuit in the state of Texas um, against Daily Dot which is one of these liberal uh, news organizations um, and they because they ran a headline um, was calling me a January the January 6 riot organizer and I think it was it was insurrectionist or coordinator of insurrection or something like that and I literally all of this because I had been involved in a movement two years before that had nothing to do with the current one and because I had spoken some rallies in other states and because I went from Trump's speech to the Capitol hundreds of feet away from what was happening and went back to my hotel really before any of the more prominent stuff happened. 
So that suit is working its way through, but it's going to be heard in Texas, unlike D.C., where it, there's no justice. It will be heard in Texas. Yeah. Um, that was the appropriate jurisdiction for this one. Um, and we did, I haven't really announced it uh, publicly, but we did actually, most a lot of um, defamation, defamation is a very hard branch of law to practice. It's a very hard cases to win. And a lot of them get filed and a lot of them get dismissed by judges. Right. Because um, there's a very narrow criteria that yes. you have to fit. Right. Not and everyone can sue. Correct. Because you are kind of a public figure, so that right. makes it so complicated. if you're a public figure, you have to prove actual malice and you have to prove that what they said really was, it was a statement of fact. It wasn't their opinion. Um, and of course, accusing me of a crime that the government doesn't even think I committed. No con- uh, Democrat Congress didn't think I committed. Good. Um, you know, but supposedly some liberal journalists over the Daily Dot figured it out what they couldn't and thought <laughs> I did the whole thing. Um, and the article, the funny thing is, the article actually really had no substance. They weren't there wasn't really anything in the article backing up what they said. But the, what they do is they 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 manipulate the headlines so mm-hmm. that for the rest of my life, anytime someone hopefully not for the rest of my life, but as it's as it was looking for the rest of my life, so anytime someone Google's me, the first thing that comes up is that I was a January 6 riot organizer. And I think that. That that is the punishment, right? Because anytime you have to explain this to your friends, your family, your business associates, you have to, um, you know, anytime you go to get a, if you want to go get a job, like I have to understand, I'm probably not employable anymore at a lot of places. Yeah. Um, and that's what they want. It's a targeted media right. hit squad, and they're activists. They're not journalists. Yeah, they they don't even care if they win the lawsuit or if they lose it. They've just they've done their damage. I know that's exactly how it works. Nevertheless, I hope you win this lawsuit. And just like uh, Nick Sandman, you know, it's got to have some effect. He won I don't know how many million dollars, uh, but um, it's just great to meet you, Daniel. So and I hope that we can talk again. And yeah, let's I do hope it. that you produce some other great. We films got a bunch of great stuff in the pipeline, okay. and I, it'll be yeah, it'll be great. Great, thank you, thank Daniel. You. Thank you. All right, I told you you would enjoy that. <laughs> I thought that was delightful. It's just fun. And uh, they have so much energy, and they're so smart that it gives me uh, hope, you know, for what might be coming down the pike. So um, I want to remind you that we are sponsored by Preborn.com. Preborn does provide ultrasounds for women who are in a pregnancy that they're not sure uh, they want to have. They're not sure they want to keep that baby. And the ultrasound provides a way for them to see the baby for the first time. And so that's what we talk about mostly because that's what they do. But they also offer pregnant women financial and material assistance, and they counsel them. They counsel them on adoption, pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, parenting classes. And also they are an absolute Christian ministry where they tell these girls and their husbands or boyfriends or whoever's ear they can get about the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. Uh, the forgiveness and all of that. And so they minister to to the women, not only their physical needs, but also the spiritual. If you would like to help them, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. Okay, so right after this, Bruce is going to join me. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, what we heard from Amanda and Daniel. And so don't go away. We'll be right back on Sandy Rios 24-7. Sandy Rios 24-7 is growing, and we want to help you grow, too. If your business or nonprofit is interested in sponsoring Sandy Rios 24-7, you can email us at infoagemedia247 at gmail.com. That's infoagemedia247 at gmail.com. 
This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. Well, this is my favorite part of the podcast when my husband, Bruce, joins me to talk about what we just heard uh, because we like to chat about it. You know, when you go to a movie or you go to a, a lecture or something and you have to talk about it with your friend and especially with your husband, who's also your friend. So we like to chat about these things together. So, Bruce, thanks for joining me. Glad to be here. Okay, so what do you think? Well, I think that you have made a discovery that may rival the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, oh I feel very... I, I'm going to set up straighter. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in California for eight years, and I can tell you, finding one conservative in the Hollywood area, <laughs> let alone two, is unheard of. <laughs> well, see, I'm just... I have all these powers. I... I, it's like like hunting a ch- change on the beach with one of those pointed things, you know. Oh, yeah, you find, yeah the, the, the divining and divining machine, divining machine, for, yeah. looking for a quarter. Yeah, but weren't they fun, both of them? Delightful, uh, such wonderful young people. They give you hope. Um, and uh, again, you know, we, we talk about people that that risk things, uh, like the J Sixers. These people living or having lived in that environment in California in the entertainment industry at that time, this is almost like signing a death warrant for your career. Um, you're going to be ostracized and, and cut out of money, cut out of roles, cut out of parties, cut out of everything. And, I mean, you heard Daniel say, you Google him now and what comes up? J6 riot organizer. And like he said, you try to go out and get a job uh, with that as your moniker. It's terrible. And it's just part of the, the, listen, it just seems like the left thinks of everything, Bruce. When we are trying to fight them, you know, they're, uh, they're ahead of us by, you know, 25 years and they're equipped. They have lots of money. And I think also the thing to remember is this is a very broad sweep, but it's true. There's, a, there's such a difference in the world views. For the most part, Christians, conservatives, are busy thinking about family, hard work, uh, responsibilities, um, and being good citizens. And the left is into what happens here in this world right now is all they know and it's all that matters to them because they don't, for the most part, believe there's a God I'm not saying none of them do, but most of them, they don't believe there's a God or someone that they have to answer to or that that's another life or they, this is all there is. And so they fight, they fight, they fight. And, um, they're, they're kind of like in their world system, this is their salvation, uh, you know, being woke and signaling their virtue and all of that. That's their, that's their religion. And they're trying to earn whatever it is they're trying to earn. And they, they just think of the world so much differently. That's why they plot and they plan and they scheme. Meanwhile, we're raising families, we're working. And we. so when we say that we don't work like they do, I think that's the reason, and I'm not ashamed of it, because we know there's a God uh, who really ultimately controls everything. He's sovereign over everything. And so... We trust him, and it makes us kind of. It does make us like sheep before the slaughter. It does. Well, I think what you mentioned about um, the left, you know, if they don't have the facts on their side, they'll make up things. And I found it interesting that both Amanda and Daniel, even though they were interviewed separately, both used the phrase, "The process is the punishment," 
And so for someone that may not know what that means is um, they basically, the left comes after you in lawsuits, in defamation. They try to run you out of money and patience and time. Uh, they, they file lawsuits against you that are frivolous, but you're still saddled with having to respond to it. It costs you money. Uh, you have to hire attorneys. And it seems like the left has so much funding behind it, and, and it's not a problem for them to go into court. But for most of us, the J6ers, these people, um, it, it's a backbreaker. Yes, and they know that. Uh, it, and it's just, it's ter- it, it really is uh, sad. And I think, you know, we're working on uh, our, say, our side, the patriotic, God-fearing side. There are more and more law firms that are rising up in attorneys to defend, but we there's such a big disparity. I think the one that I'd say in closing, this sounds like a boastful statement, but it really isn't. It, it, the scripture said, if God is for us, who can be against us? And the God that we serve is a God of righteousness, a God of truth a God of real justice, and as long as those are the things that we pursue, he is on our side. Uh, And so we have this almighty power that they can't even touch. And so I'd rather be on this side, you know, with less attorneys and fighting this warfare battle than on their side. Uh, So with that, unless you have something else, honey, you want to add? No, just I, I thank the Lord that there are people, and especially these young people, that see the light, and are not deterred by how is this going to affect my social status, how is this going to affect my, you know, coolness, or whatever you want to say, that they see what is right and wrong, and they hold fast to what is right. Absolutely. And by the way, let me just add, if you have not seen the plot against the president, I realize it's not today's headlines, but it is intriguing. And you can get it on Amazon and I think other places too, but I think they said Apple. So you should watch that because I think you'd really enjoy it. And we will really look forward to whatever it is they're going to produce next. I want to remind you that we are supported by Preborn. And if you'd like to help them and help us in the process and save babies, more importantly than any of that, go to preborn.com slash Sandy and help them to provide an ultrasound for one mom to save the life of one baby. Or you can give $140, which will provide five ultrasounds. It's a, a beautiful way to save lives and stop abortion. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's sh- Well, it's not a show. It's a podcast. I have to retrain myself. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.